Good morning. It's November 27th. It's a bright morning in New York City after a rainy night. And this is your Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. Joe Biden is skipping the UN Climate Summit that begins this week in Dubai, which will be led by the CEO of the Abu Dhabi National Oil Company. Biden's decision not to join the Pope and King Charles III at the event was relayed to the press yesterday by an unnamed White House official. The Times writes, The official, who asked to remain anonymous to discuss the president's schedule, did not give a reason Mr. Biden will not make an appearance at the two-week summit. Great moments in tautological sourcing there. The official asked for anonymity to discuss the schedule because the official was discussing the schedule. Seems like this is one that might have benefited from an explanation about the anonymity from the demand side rather than the supply side. Why did the Times grant anonymity for a vague and unhelpful partial release of information from the White House? But, the Times continues, senior White House aides suggested that the war between Israel and Hamas had consumed the president in recent weeks and days as he pressed for a pause in fighting and release of hostages held by Hamas. Then there's an on-the-record quote from John Kerry, the special envoy for climate change, saying they've got the war in the Middle East and a war in Ukraine, a bunch of things going on. That quote, whoever is attributed to Kerry, Last week, which would be before the decision that the quote is presented as if it explains, if Special Climate Envoy John Kerry has access to time travel technology, that would be the best news possible for the climate. Otherwise, we're left with, analysts said it was not typical for a U.S. president to attend every climate summit, which seems irrelevant both in context and sourcing, and keeps it unclear whether this is some last-minute cancellation or whether Biden just failed to RSVP and doesn't want things to be awkward. Sure would be nice not to have to wax Kremlinological about the president's whereabouts and schedule. Speaking of which, we just passed the four-year anniversary of President Trump's still unexplained decision to rush to Walter Reed Hospital on a Saturday out of a sudden urge to do part but not all of his annual physical. As the official account went, probably everything is fine. Burlington, Vermont police announced the arrest of a 48-year-old white man accused of shooting three ethnically Palestinian college students on the street on Saturday. The three victims, all age 20, are still hospitalized, one of them with what the police described as serious injuries. On the front of the Times, Hamas released 17 hostages, including a four-year-old girl who had been orphaned in the October 7th attacks on Israel, as the truce and hostage exchange with Israel continued, with both sides expressing openness to extending it further. More than three dozen members of Congress are not running for re-election to their seats, which, the Times writes, comes at a time of breathtaking dysfunction on Capitol Hill, primarily instigated by House Republicans, but the resignations themselves are bipartisan, as no one seems especially engaged in the project of trying to upgrade our legislative body from dysfunctional to merely non-functional. And in other broken institutions, a page one headline reports X may lose up to $75 million as advertisers flee, the company's down to just being called X in the headlines now, although the first sentence does describe it as X, the social media company formerly known as Twitter. The story was put to bed and published online on Friday, and it was a holiday weekend. But it still feels a little strange that nowhere in this account of how Elon Musk's embrace of anti-Semitism is scaring off advertisers did they add the fact that Musk also over the weekend went into outright racist posting. A story that's weirdly just sitting out there not picked up much, maybe because it requires the explanation and decoding of really vile meme content. Musk himself, meanwhile, is in Israel, where he toured a massacre site with Benjamin Netanyahu. Just a routine meeting between the world's most 
influentially vocal anti-Semite and the Prime Minister of Israel. Musk is also scheduled to meet with the families of Israeli hostages. Maybe he can rescue the hostages with a miniature submarine. That is the news. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to Indignity to keep us going. And if all goes well, we will talk again tomorrow.